Welcome to Mom Life and Montessori, a podcast where we're going to reconnect to the sunny side of motherhood. It doesn't always have to be hard. There is a fine line between life's ebbs and flows and chaos. And I really hope that this podcast is going to help you with reducing the overwhelm and putting in place practical things while diving deeper into the juicy parts of healing. It's been really on my mind for a long time, kind of thinking about homeschooling and what it means to homeschool or just to be a stay-at-home mom with our kids. What do we do with our kids when we're stay-at-home moms? And the thing I see really around me is that, and it really actually breaks my heart to see how many moms struggle with their kids when they're starting to also get older and how the struggle continues, the overwhelm continues, the, the chaos continues. When we are starting, we have no idea when, you know, when we have our first child, we have no idea what we're doing, which is normal. We, we can all have a certain idea of what motherhood means and what motherhood will be for us and certain ideas of how we will do things. And all that, in a sense, doesn't matter until we actually become moms and actually have that experience of what it means to be a mom, what it means to have a little human being next to us and taking care of that. So we, we can't prepare ourselves. We, we can in a, in a certain way, but um, we, nothing can prepare us for, for what's, what, what's coming. But, but we also often don't have the support. We don't have the wisdom that we used to have. We don't have the, the wisdom that we used to have from, from our elders, the wisdom we used to have from our grandmothers. Sometimes we're disconnected from our families. Sometimes we live really far away, so we don't even have that support to, of them being close by and being able to actually even relieve us from, you know, childcare, um, and, and, and so it can be really difficult when we are starting out and even even after even after having actually a child or children and, and, and kind of getting into the hang of things, it's it's difficult when we don't have the support. And so it really breaks my heart to see that Montessori is not something that is just more widespread when it comes to stay at home moms because it helps so much. I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I did not dive into Montessori, if I did not discover more deeply what Montessori was about, because that literally saved my life. My my child was so sensitive. He also had a lot of eczema at the beginning, and so it was a whole, whole journey um, of discovering why he had eczema and how to kind of tame it down, and so him and I were all sleepless, you know, and very nervous and and all that stuff. And so Montessori was a way to really kind of calm down that nervousness and that to really find a way for him to be able to focus more, to be able to um, explore in a way where he didn't feel stopped all the time. And that built his confidence, that built his also really his way of of playing by himself a lot longer than most kids of his age. They are obviously different characters, but he wasn't, he didn't show any signs of someone who was going to play for hours at all. Uh, and, and, and it was really funny because a lot of 
people around me who had a very traditional way of thinking had that idea that because I was breastfeeding and because I breastfed for a long time and because I was carrying him a lot in my baby carrier and, you know, I was doing all those things of attachment parenting and gentle parenting, conscious parenting, all those things that he was going to become a clingy child, that he was going to be shy, that he was going to just stay, uh, like we say in French, under, under my, um, under my skirt all the time which is totally not the case. When you look at him, he is actually so much more social than some other kids who actually go to school. So it has, like, this, I think, for me, is really, not only did I do my inner work, not only did I actually provide security by letting him be around me when he was little, when he needed me, but I also apply Montessori at home, which helped build his confidence and security, inner security. And that led also me to have more time. That was just, it's, that's just incredible. And so when I see other moms actually apply some little techniques here and there from Montessori and see a huge transformation right away, it is just so inspiring. And so actually taking Montessori and applying it at home. And there is more and more inspiration to do that. There is more and more, um, there are more and more women who actually do that, more and more moms who feel inspired by Montessori. And that is really amazing. That is really, truly amazing because that, that, was, that is what Montessori is about. That's why, that's what Ma- Maria Montessori, that's what, kind of why she started it. She started it so that it, with kids who, did not have a could not have a proper education could not have a really education from the elite and so bringing montessori back home for me it's really actually honoring her work it's honoring what she she started it for in a way it's really to honor the child and so it is it is great if there are montessori schools and you can put your child into a Montessori school, it's, it's, it's a completely different thing. It's completely different. When you actually apply Montessori at home, you're not a school, so it's, um, you're the mom. So you're going to react differently. Your child's going to react differently with, with you. You're probably not a Montessori educator, and so you also don't have all the knowledge that schools have, that educators in schools have. So and and maybe you so don't want to. Maybe you want to dabble also into other, other different pedagogies. Maybe Waldorf is something that also speaks to you, although it's very very different from Montessori. Um, and, and there's so many different things that you could be doing, but so let's go back to starting to homeschool from birth because with Montessori you can actually really do that from the beginning and this is why it's amazing because Montessori prepares you prepares prepares you as the adult to see things differently to be able to actually step back and maybe rewire your brain in a different way to see things differently to see your child differently to see the communication in a different way to see parenting differently and it also adapts the environment so that your child can actually develop in such an harmonious way and so even as a newborn as a baby you you have really the basics to 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 set up 
your home in a way that is aligned with your child's needs. And especially for babies, there's there's really not so much that you actually need. And we tend to overcrowd ourselves. Um, and also people tend to overcrowd us with gifts, with toys, with things. And, and babies can end up with so much stuff that they just don't need. And like I said, this, this some stuff that actually hinders their development. Let me give you an example. Uh, I'm going to have to kind of check how we say that, how we call that thing. Where you put the baby, you, you put it onto this little thing where it's kind of like sitting, but, but you know, has the feet on the ground. And there's this, this, little, this little walker. Um, and you, you put it, in, you know, you put your child in there, your baby, and then they start to kind of like walk. They don't have the muscles to actually do that, to actually like properly walk. They don't have the muscles to actually, you know, um, even be balanced. They're not ready yet. Yet we put them in there. This doesn't do anything because then they're actually not like their foot, their feet is not properly developing in a way that they're actually going to when they step that they're going to really, really feel the ground and learn balance. So in that way, you could actually be doing more harm, you know, and not like harm, like you're killing your baby, but in, in, in their developmental stage of walking, you know, there's so many different baby tools like that, that we use that are actually going against their development. And so looking at actually letting your baby be more natural. So crawling when it's time to crawl, walking when it's time to walk, not helping them too much with that is going to help them so much in developing their skills, their motor skills, later on their fine motor skills, and actually just go also on their rhythm. And every child has their own rhythms. Maybe some are going to take their first steps so much faster than, than some other ones. And it's really about building their confidence so that they can take the first step when they feel ready. And so if we start from the beginning, from when our child, when our baby is born, it is incredible because you have the time to kind of start that questioning of how questioning your presets beliefs of what parenting is, what parenting should be. And so when there are babies, they're not going to move around and you, in a way, may have a little bit less work, you know, in a way. There is breastfeeding if you're breastfeeding um, and that takes up a lot of time, but you don't have to be, you know, kind of checking to see where your toddlers are around, what, it, what it's doing, because is it safe or not? But, and the fact that you start with your baby and not stimulating, overstimulating your baby is going to slowly, slowly really make it so that your child later on, when your child's an older toddler can concentrate better, can learn better, can be independent better. And so those different stages, you will see that there are different activities that your child can do. There are different toys. Like for example, you do not want to overwhelm your child, your young child, your baby, your young toddler with too many sensory overload activities and toys. So there are a lot of these kinds of toys where not only okay yeah Montessori like when you look at social media Montessori is all about wood 
there is a reason why we're going to talk about this but you have this like all these plastic toys that have so many colors they have so much noise and they have all these different like things to touch you know so you have a sound sensory overload right there and not only is there one toy like that but there is like 10 15 toys like that and so your child is surrounded by that that could actually really cause overstimulation that could cause also sleep issues that could cause um, nervousness you know and even for the little babies just like being overstimulated is too much for them they really need some some peace and and really it also depends where you're coming from obviously i'm thinking about some of my friends who were from africa and they i mean when i see their babies and they're being brought to like parties and things like that where in certain other cultures like mine you wouldn't necessarily really do that or mine I'm originally from Serbia, so in Serbia, obviously, yes, you would do that too. But in Switzerland, babies are also kind of sheltered. So it's up to you, you know, then to see that. But you have to be mindful about the sensory overload. But just know that that's, that's a thing that can happen. And that way, you can also kind of look at toys. Instead of having all these toys with all these different um, senses involved, think about having one sense per toy. If you want to buy something with colors, try to find a toy that only has different colors. If you want your child to have a toy that has to do with um, texture, try to find just a texture. Or just music, you know, so that your child can concentrate on one thing. Otherwise, it can be overstimulating. And when your child grows up, becomes a toddler, starts to walk around, starts to, you know... He starts to express himself a little bit more. You will see also that overstimulation can cause more meltdowns. And so thinking about the environment and how you set up your things at home, the toys, the room, the bedroom, I mean, there is so much to say. It's actually super important. And so that is why the environment from birth is extremely important because if you set it up accordingly to the different sensitive periods you're going to have so much more ease you're going to have so much more ease with your child so much more ease in your motherhood journey because your child is just there is something more aligned for him in the environment it is the environment is really adapted to his needs and that does not mean having a house overloaded with, with toys everywhere. And we're going to see that that's really not the point. <laughs> because that's actually not really going to help you to have too much stuff. But we're going to keep stay one topic because I tend to talk way too much about too many things at once. And it can feel really overwhelming. So I really got to try to stay on one topic. So I think I've shared quite enough about the environment and why homeschooling from birth is something that is really important. Um, and I'm really passionate about this because you can see, if you can start early, you can see the difference in your child and in your children and with yourself and the relationship that you have with your kid. So for now, I have I have one course that's, it's a really small course and it has to do with decluttering and um, setting up really one room in a way that really is according to a child's needs. Um, and 
it does use Montessori principles, but it's really about setting it up in a way that is not overwhelming for your child and that it stimulates him just enough so that you can also have a little bit more time for yourself. And with that small course, you can actually learn to adapt your whole entire home in a more Montessori way. I think the course is called Calm the Chaos, um, and it's going to be in the show notes. So if you want to check it out to kind of start to be thinking about setting up your home in the in a way that you can calm your overwhelm, it's self-paced. So you can just watch it whenever you want. The videos are not very long. I think they're about like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, and there's a little workbook. And then you can really apply this to every room in your home or the rooms that you want to pick, your, the bedroom of your child, the living room, you know where your child's going to be the most. Although the kitchen is also a place where your child is involved a lot. Um when you're a stay-at-home mom so check it out it it has also an incredible bundle with another course and you get access to you have one call also with me if you choose to one call with me and two week audio messages with me so if you want to ask questions and all that stuff it's a really cool way to actually start if you don't know much about it or if you're you know if you kind of new into the whole Montessori thing and that's really the way to really kind of keep that overwhelm at bay you know i think in motherhood we're definitely going to have seasons in life where it's just more stressful where we are personal also going through some difficult times maybe with our partners with our husband Um, but as long as we keep striving to do the inner work to set up the environment in a way that is really um supporting your child's needs things are going to be so much so much easier i promise (laughs) really and i really really support you and really wish you all the best because it it can really get tough and so having the support whether it be a coach whether it be you know friends whether it be just like podcasts to listen to is just so important because then we feel less alone i hope this podcast episode was really helpful If it was, I would love it for you to give it a little review. Uh, And it really helps to kind of get it known as it's a new podcast. So we will chat probably very soon.